It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, Chet Holmgren provides an interesting dynamic to the Oklahoma City Thunder. We'll talk about that and more on today's Locked On Thunder podcast. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team... Every day. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, media member and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com. Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show LOThunderPod at gmail.com. You can even text the show on subtext at 405-963-3686. So check that out as well. On today's show, we're talking about Chet Holmgren and his impact on both ends of the floor. Usman Jang has extreme confidence now. Building that up has been a progression, but now that it's here, how does it change his game? Plus, the rookie's were impactful in this contest. So a lot to get to. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Let's get into the show. So Chet Holmgren, he provided so much for OKC in this game. And, and so the Thunder had their guys, you know, no J-Dub, of course, no Trey Mann. Other than that, that they had their guys. They, they had a lineup of Cason Wallace, Jared Butler, Usman Jang, J. Will, Chet as the starters against an Indiana team that was lacking uh, Andrew Nimhard, lacking Ben McMatherin, lacking uh, Isaiah Jackson, uh, but still a good Indiana team. And so with Chet Holmgren, the one area of concern or kind of uh, negative of his game has been his handle. It's been way too easy to pick his pocket from behind, especially. And that is a big concern. That is a a 
big negative, but I, I don't think that it warrants, you know, concern or it warrants kind of panic yet. Note it, you know, file it away in your uh, things to look for next year category. But let's see if this handle is still this, this high level concern or this loud mistake next year, like in a regular season. Let's see if that's still a concern come regular season time whenever he's playing with other guards, playing with um, you know, it, it lineups that reduce his ball handling ability. And then also, frankly, just you know, kind of eases his way back into basketball uh, shape and basketball conditioning and everything else. So it is a concern. It is a negative. But I'm not so sure that it'll remain a negative. I also think it's you know going to be um, a skill that he can develop as he moves forward of, of kind of what moves to to stay away from or to use or ways to protect the ball in general. So I think that that's going to be part of his development. But what you're seeing right away is that Chet Holmgren is a generational rim protector. It is just insane to watch him block shots because the anticipation that it takes, the timing it takes to, to time it and anticipate the shot so well in transition, especially, but at any moment to actually get the block and not get called for a foul or not get faked out with a flyby, but, but to get the actual block, it is incredible stuff that he had five blocks today, five blocks today. It's just awesome. And that that's kind of the strength to his defensive game as a defensive anchor, especially as you surround him with perimeter defenders who make life hard out there. And if you get by them, your life doesn't get any easier whenever you're met with Chet Holmgren at the rim. But offensively, the dynamic that he brings, because I think that it's going to be loud on defense. Like, I think that you're going to understand it right away on defense because you go from, you know, not having a rim protector, not having a big man to where it's going to be easy to spot the difference, right? Like if, if this is a, a I spy book that used to get in the elementary school library, this is like easy mode. Okay. The offense, um, it'll be a little bit tougher, I think, to, to continue to note for most observers because last year, the Thunder did a great job of cutting. They did a great job of cutting. They did a great job of putting rim pressure on the rim to, to allow some safety valves for the guards to dump off to. And so that's kind of how they made their bread and butter last year. But it's different when it's Chet Holmgren putting the pressure on the rim. Because at that point, it becomes a pick-your-poison scenario. And so when I'm watching this game, and here's why I feel comfortable reacting to Summer League, and I wouldn't consider it overreacting, is because there's nothing about Chet Holmgren's Summer League. There's nothing about Usman Jang's Summer League. Like all the Trey Mann, all the guys who you've been excited about, Cason Wallace, all the guys you've been excited about, over their summer league performances, they've been performing well in spots that they're going to be in in the regular season. And so with Chet Holmgren, the rim pressure that he provides, oh, if you want to trap and blitz Usman Jang, well, guess what? He's going to dump it over you, get the wide open Chet Holmgren. If you want to commit to the guard in the pick and roll, that that's no problem. They're going to dump it down to Chet. And I think that the pressure comes from Okay, if you commit to the guard, the guard's going to find Chet. So let's let's start committing more to Chet. Okay, that's fine too. The guard's going to beat you whenever it's SGA, and, and, and the ball handler's going to beat you whenever it's Shade Up. The ball handler's going to beat you whenever it's Giddy. Like like they're just going to beat you. And then 
let's say that you're anticipating this, right? So you know, hey, we're going to blitz on the pick and roll. Our, our kind of wing corner defender is going to slide over and rotate the check because we know that's what we're going to anticipate that that's where the pass is going to go. That's where the read is. And so you rotate over to Chet Holmgren, and then things get more interesting for OKC. And here's where the pick-your-poison option comes from. Because not only can Chet Holmgren just finish through traffic and maybe even get a foul and an and one out of the deal, but Chet Holmgren has those playmaking chops, those that passing ability to where he can see you rotating over and then dish it out to the guy you just left. And if you somehow scramble over to get him, well, then the extra swing pass will be open at that point. So, like, you're in, you're in a compromised position with the pressure that Chet Holmgren can put on the rim on these rolls. And so whenever you watch Chet Holmgren tonight and you see who he's sharing the floor with and then you see who he will be sharing the floor with, adding in J-Dub, adding in Shea, and the fact that he was still able to get switches onto guards, he was still able to slip past the defense and be left alone at the rim, even in this environment, even with the attention on him, that it just shows how much he specifically will open up the floor for Shea, open up the floor for other players. And the fact that like he hasn't shot particularly well from three in summer league, guys are still biting on his pump fakes. Guys are still attacking and closing out hard on him, which gives him gravity, which gives him an ability to uh, help facilitate and, and capitalize in the offense. And then you have margin for error whenever Chet's on offense in a lot of different ways. Chet's going to be really good at putting the ball back in the hole. You know, you miss a shot or you got to throw up a shot late in the shot clock to get the shot clock reset. Chet's going to come down with a lot of those offensive rebounds. You can have a play like Casey Wallace had where he ran the pick and roll, made the right read, tried to get the ball to Chet Holmgren. They deflected it. They, you know, they denied the pass to Chet. So, so Kaysen scrambles, gets the ball back, and then lobs it up to Chet in the, this this ridiculous lob pass where Chet just goes soaring through the air, somehow gets it, and the defense is late to rotate over and fouls Chet. And so you're able to still capitalize on what was a broken play. He's like having an elite wide receiver. It's like Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes were as a duo, where like a play can absolutely break down, but if Mahomes can stay alive long enough, he can just chunk that thing down to Tyreek Hill and somehow it'll work out. So he gives you that insurance. He gives you that um, ability to, you know, make mistakes and to recover from them. And then one other thing I think that can change the game. You saw it on one specific play, and I'm caveat on this play with I know it's summer league, but like, listen. So Chet Holmgren gets positioning on Ben Shepard. And I think that that might have frustrated Ben Shepard, like the, that he, he was able to get positioning, and, and, and the ball gets into uh, Chet on the entry pass. Chet goes up. Shepard's on his back. Ben Shepard has no chance to block this shot. Not a single chance to block it, not a single chance to interfere with it, not a single chance to cause Chet to miss, barring, you know, undercutting him or just shoving him in the back, which he's not going to do. And so the why Ben Shepard jumped is beyond me. And it creates an and one for Chet because Chet's still going to make it. Like he's going to make it with a guard jumping on his back. Who cares? And you're going to get a foul call. So that's now a, you know, three point play. But also that's now a foul on X player you know, who either rotates over late or in this case just got beat with positioning and, and maybe had a frustration foul. Now, in this game tonight, it didn't matter because you get 10 fouls towards disqualification. It truly does not matter if you foul in summer league. It's just 10 fouls is basically 
infinite fouls in a 40 minute game. You would, it would be more impressive to foul out in a summer league game than not to. And so with that being said, if we translate this though, to the regular season where maybe Chet keeps getting switched on to a specific smaller matchup and, and, and getting position on him and, and, and frustrating him to where that guy now picks up an additional silly foul for no reason when he has no shot at all to contest the shot. And we know he has no shot to contest that shot. That can change the game of foul trouble and, and forcing the hand of the other team to take him out of the game. And then he had a nice play in transition where he's like, he was running transition and just pulled up for an elbow jumper off the dribble. That was a lot of fun too. But the five blocks are eye-popping. And I think that it's, it's interesting to note that when Chet Holmgren blocks shots, he doesn't just try to embarrass you. That's actually a good thing. Like when Chet Holmgren blocks shots, he's not trying to like volleyball spike this thing into the seventh row. He's trying to, to get the block, get the stop, obviously, but he's trying to keep the ball in a playable area for the Thunder to go capitalize on it. Rather than just flying up and, and, and being out of control and, and just seeing if he can punish the ball and flatten the ball into the stands. You finished tonight with 25 points, nine rebounds, two assists, a steal, five blocks, 0 for 2 from 3, 50% from the floor, 29 minutes played of a 40-minute game. Really good night from Chet Holmgren. You can also have a really good night and a really good day and a really good evening and a really good afternoon if you check out Bird Dogs because no matter what you're doing, whether you're going out at night, whether you're going to work in the morning, whether you're just hanging around in the evening, Bird Dogs are the shorts that you want to wear because they're like the thunder. They're versatile. You can look good in a business meeting wearing bird dogs. You can look good going out at night to whatever venues and spots you want to try out. Any spot you go to at night, you can wear bird dogs and look good and fit in. And also stand out with how good they look. But here's the kicker. You can also go do like fun summer things, such as like playing pickup hoops. Like go to a business meeting at like 1030. You get out of that business meeting. You want to go play some hoops. You can do that in your bird dog shorts because they're flexible. You know, they're breathable and they give you that ability to feel kind of all loosey goosey and open. Bird dogs are awesome. I love, love, love wearing my bird dogs. So make sure that you check them out today by going to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NBA. For that, whenever you go to birddogs.com, you can get a free Yeti style tumbler at birddogs.com slash locked on NBA or just use the promo code locked on NBA if you want to. For a free Yeti-style tumbler with your purchase, you will make sure that you get your bird dogs because you will not want to take them off. I promise you, you will not want to take them off. I love wearing my bird dogs. Uh, they have some great colorways. They have some great options. It's, it's awesome. I wear them all throughout the summertime and beyond. So check out birddogs.com slash LockedInNBA. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Go check out our friends over at Lockdown NBA to get you 
your fix from the national perspective on all of baseball or basketball on Locked In NBA in that case. But you can also check out Locked In MLB for baseball. But let's talk right now about our good friends, Usman Jang. Usman Jang looked way more aggressive, looked way more comfortable. He had the in and out move on the perimeter where he is soaring through the lane, full arm extension, slam dunk. He caught a lob pass from Casey Wallace. He made a great under control pass after you know getting trapped to Chet Holmgren for that open dunk that we talked about earlier, and and that play was more so Jang than Chet. I mean Chet, of course, was down there and dunked the ball, but the defense commits to Usman Jang there, and any other player would have been flustered, would have lost the ball, would have not been able to make that pass, but Usman could because of his height, because of his length, because of you know his vision and his passing ability. So that height and that length mixed with his playmaking ability really came in handy for the Thunder and, and will continue to as he progresses. He had a great play in transition where you know he gets fed the ball, he, he goes up in the air, he gets the defense to jump with him, thinking that he's going to try to you know lay it up or dunk it. And then he's under control and in one fluid motion just shovels it over to J-Will. No one's left on the ground to contest J-Will, so J-Will gets a free slam as the other defenders go flying the opposite way. That crossover off the dribble three, that step back three on uh, at the end of the game, like that stuff was awesome. He finished over the defender in transition at one point where he just muscled his way to the rim and stayed under control. And the biggest thing is confidence and aggression and comfortability for Usman Jang. This stat line shows it. 22 points, nine rebounds, six assists, one steal. He went three for four from three, shot 81% from the floor, and only missed two shots all night. And in this game, the reason why it's it's notable, it's not as though Usman Jang was just like hitting absurd, ridiculous, never-to-be-repeated-again shots. Like Usman Jang was effective and was a quality player tonight because all he did was make really good decisions and really decisive decisions. The difference in Usman Jain that we've seen this last week versus what we saw at some spurts of his rookie year has nothing to do with like pure development of like he got better and everything to do with he lost that hesitation to his game. And that, and that is development, but I'm saying like skill-wise, like, like tool-wise, he had these tools. And that's why you draft him. That's why you go get Usman Jain because you knew he had these tools. But rather than hesitating whenever he's kicked the ball at the three-point line, he just shoots it. You know, rather than thinking about you know which pass to make, he just makes it and anticipates, and, and he's able to get some of those, those quicker decision-making skills right now and is more comfortable doing that stuff right now than he was during his rookie year. And he's still just 20 years old. He needs time. I've said it all summer. I've said it all year. I think that, you know, seeing J-Dub have such success kind of clouded things a bit for the fan base. We knew on draft night that Usman Chang was going to be a project player. He played well. Like, he didn't play terrible. Like, people think he played terrible. He didn't play terrible. He played exactly as, like, you would expect him to play. He tracked properly. He 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 showed flashes of of great stuff, and then he also showed you what he needs to work on and, and, and kind of uh, how to improve his game. And, like, that's just what you wanted to see from him. And I think that now you're seeing a, a massive leap from him. Now, do I think that this great summer league run 
changes much about his future in the sense of like this season, I would still think that like you're going to get some G League blue time with Usman Jang. I would I would be stunned if we last an 82 game stretch and he doesn't play with the blue for for periods of it. But it does give you more confidence that like hey, it's in there. Like the skill set, the talent is in there as we knew and he's able to now show it. Cuz some guys never get to be able to show it period at any stage. But I think that the name of the game for Usman Jang is decisiveness and 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 comfortability of you know being being comfortable in your own decisions and in your own play and understanding hey you're going to make mistakes you're going to miss a shot you're going to have a turnover here and there but in general you're in control and you know what to do and it showed up both with the eye test and with the box score. One thing that did not show up in the box score but showed up in the eye test was Casey Wallace. Like, I was stunned to look at Casey Wallace's box score because it felt watching the game that he had a much bigger impact than what his box score would suggest. Four points, five assists, five rebounds, a turnover, 0 for 3 from 3, 2 for 7 from the floor. Like, the eye test would make you believe that, like, he had a much bigger deal, a much bigger game. Two highlights from, from Casey Wallace. Number one, I like how under control he is with the ball in his hands. Now, he's comfortable playing on and off ball. We saw against Dallas how, how he can thrive as an off-ball player. That's obvious, and that's going to be um, a priority focus for him with the Thunder, I believe. But I like how when he does receive pressure as a ball handler, he doesn't panic. He just makes the right read and makes the right play. And, and that ability to just flip the ball over the defense uh, whenever they commit to him on the pick and roll is very interesting and very uh, apparent from this game. And then the second takeaway is like what we already knew, but it was fun to see it in action. Kaysen Wallace is going to make you work to score. And you're going to score sometimes. Because Isaiah Wong had a, had a shot where Wallace, if he if he contested it any better, it would have been a foul. And Isaiah Wong just got the ball to fall. And, and sometimes the ball is going to fall. But you will never look at a possession where Kaysen Wallace is in front of his man and, and, and you know from the start of it and is able to play defense um, you know, for, for the possession. You will never see a possession where a guy is easily able to score on Casey Wallace. He's going to have to work for it. He's going to have to, uh, you know, labor toward that bucket. And so I, I just love his motor and uh, intensity and ability defensively. A rookie where it was both the eye test and the box score was Keontae Johnson. He is such a good athlete and he's an unpredictable athlete. Like he had a play in this one where, you know, if you start the clip, it looks like he's going to just soar and jam on you and just like absolutely posterize you you know if you pause it at the, at the point of the jump and you kind of had the who wants to be a millionaire question layout of what does Kante Johnson do here everyone would pick everyone would pick poster everyone would but he didn't and his defender is bracing for impact and and, and, and you know you go up strong to kind of jump with him but he shies away and now you're off balance and now he's hit a layup, and now he's gotten an easy bucket on you. It's just unreal strength. And the strength both, both, you know, unpredictable, but also just going right through you, and, and the ability to not be bumped off his spots as a rookie, jumps off the page. Going downhill toward the rim, that and one uh, over Isaiah Wong was great stuff, chef's kiss. 
18 points, three rebounds of steel, uh, only missed two shots all night. He's going to make an impact on that two-way contract. I, I really think that he's going to be a guy that, uh, you know, another guy that fans are going to fall in love with on a two-way deal. And, and some fans are going to be clamoring for more and more of Kathy Johnson. And, and, and those two-way spots are going to be supremely valuable for OKC. But the fall-away mid-range jumpers that Keontae hits, if that's sustainable you know, in the actual NBA, in the actual G League, like in a, in a better environment, again, from college now, summer league now, than the G League and NBA, if that's sustainable, that is such a weapon for him. Because I believe the jump shot is true from beyond the arc. I, I believe that you know the shooting percentages last year weren't fake. Those were real. And he's shot the ball well in summer league um, from beyond the arc you know, this week. So I love Kathy Johnson's game. I, I think that he has a lot of juice to provide for OKC. And it just adds to your depth because it's a marathon 82-game season. And as Sam Presti said at the end of his season press conference, I loved the quote of like, hey, the sky's going to fall on your team twice a year. And that can mean a lot of different things. That can just mean like a bad spell where just everyone's off and not in, not in a groove, not in a rhythm. It can also just mean like a string of bad luck injuries where like a guy twists his ankle here, a guy kind of, uh, you know, gets a concussion here on a screen, a guy gets a bruise on his knee, bumping knees, whatever, to where, you know, it, it's not as though it's like a season ending situation where like you, you had a guy get hurt and it's your season's over, but you've got to patchwork through a couple weeks stretch. A guy twists his ankle, uh, a guy has a minor injury, whatever. And you got to patchwork together a successful time frame without some of your best players. And that's where death becomes so much more valuable. And that's where the thunder, I think part of the reason why I would you know, project them to, to win over, I believe the line was, um, I believe the line was like 46 and a half or no, no, no 42 and a half games. Uh, that was the line 42 and a half games um, for the over under. The reason I take the over on that is not that like, I think that the thunder are going to win 60 or 55 or 50 games. Like it's just the, the matter of, one, they're a young team that's going to care about winning games and care about the regular season. And two, they have the depth to just rotate through players of, okay, you take this guy away, or maybe this guy's having an off-shooting night, or maybe this guy's hurt. They can just continue to have guys step up and find a combination of seven to eight guys on any given time, nine guys at any given time that can help you win basketball games. I think that Kathy Johnson will be able to help you win some games uh, as a spot player on that two-way contract. Coming up, let's talk Jeremiah Robinson Earl. He returned to the hardwood. Uh, Jared Butler was also a topic of discussion, and Caleb McConnell. I also want to tell you right now about good friends over at BetterHelp. Folks, sometimes in life, it is easy to spread yourself too thin. I, I totally relate with that of you know trying to do too much for other people, trying to do too much for, for everyone but yourself. One thing that you should do for yourself is go to betterhelp.com slash locked in MBA. BetterHelp is therapy, but it's around your schedule. It's totally online. It is totally um, you know, available to you around what you have going on in life. So you no longer, you know, have to worry about that. BetterHelp is so beneficial because since it's online, since it's remote, you fill out this questionnaire, then they're gonna match you with a therapist. And you guys you know, might click right away. You might not click. And so then you can shuffle through to the next therapist without any extra charge to you. So they're going to make sure that not only do they do this around your time, around your schedule, but they find the right fit for you. Someone that you're comfortable with, someone who can help you and someone who can just 
be there for you as your therapist. So check it out today at betterhelp.com slash locked in MBA. When you do that, you get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on NBA. And when you do that, of course, 10% off your first month. So make the decision to invest in yourself, invest in a better you by getting help today at uh, BetterHelp. Check it out today by going to betterhelp.com slash locked in MBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked in MBA. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Make sure you check out Lockdown NBA for everything going on around the world of basketball and in the association. Subscribe for free across all podcasting platforms to Lockdown Thunder. You can even text the show, 405-963-3686, if you send in your takes about summer league games or transactions or whatever, you can even have them reacted to here on the show. Jeremiah Robinson Earl's game is reacted to on the show right now. He returned to play his first summer league game of the summer after battling another ankle injury. And there were flashes, like there were flashes early on of improvement defensively. And it was mainly whenever he was put next to Chet and was playing as a four, a more natural position for him. And that really helped him. Uh, you know, that really helped him look a lot better defensively. The problem was offensively. He had chances in this game to overpower guards at the rim and just couldn't do it. He missed a dunk. Like he missed bunnies around the ring. And when he plays defense as a center, he's once again limited as we saw all of last year. And in this game, as a third-year guy who, who showed promise as a rookie in the NBA, he just didn't do anything that, like, encouraged you. He had a, he had a good play where he kicked the ball out to the corner. Uh, he, he cut hard through the lane. Uh, I believe it was Butler that passed it to Jerry. Jerry immediately finds Jay Will in the corner wide open, and then Jay Will happened to miss the three, so it, like, doesn't result in anything in the box score for Jerry, but it was a good decision. But, like, you know, a couple plays here and there were fine, but – in the totality of his minutes, he did not play well. And it's a disappointing start to, to a very important offseason for Jeremiah Robinson Earl. He's only making $1.9 million. And so when you talk about having to cut six guys and you're, you're having to clear up this roster, part part of that is financially. And I said it the second that, that Jay Will was drafted, Jay Will makes Jeremiah Robinson Earl redundant. And since that moment in time of the draft from Jay Will, Jerry has done nothing to dispel that, has done nothing to you know, prove that he should remain with the Thunder, and it's it's disappointing. Didn't give you much offensively, but I still believe that Jeremiah Robinson Earl is going to have an NBA impact in his career. I don't think he's just out of the league, but it's really hard to piece together what it looks like in Oklahoma City given the roster crunch. 
It's important to note this is just the first game back, though, from another ankle injury. And I'm not sure how much any of the other returners are going to play, you know, in terms of like they might be done. Like they might, they might not play against the Wizards and might not play in those other games that you get scrambled into uh, after this quote-unquote regular season of Summer League. But I think Jeremiah might play because he's only played in you know, his first game today and there wouldn't be much of a point to play in one game. I mean, if you're only going to play in one game, you might as well just remained out, in my opinion. So I think that there's a chance that Jerry still plays on Friday. But in general, this is this is just a strike against a third-year player in Summer League, and, that, and that's not something that you typically recover from. But with Jeremiah, I do think that it's not going to be the end of his NBA story, even if it's the end in OKC. And it might not even be the end in OKC. I'm just saying that, like, there's nothing to latch on to in this game. There's nothing to point to in this game for why Thunder fans should get off of his back. It's just, he just didn't have a good game tonight. And and, and he's ever since the injury in Dallas, he's been on a downward slide, but hopefully he can recover that rather quickly. And I think that training camp will be a big deal. I think that training camp will be one of the most exciting training camps in the league because Guys are going to be genuinely fighting for their spots, and it's not going to be guys like the 17th man. In this case, 15th man, of course, of standard contracts. But like, it's not going to be guys that are like the end of your bench. It's going to be guys that like were rotational players last year, or were draft picks, were um, you know at one point projected to be rotational players this year, and like all of a sudden now they're they're cooked. So like training camp is going to be so much fun to follow. It's going to be a statement camp from Jerry, or I, I don't really see the pathway, especially I cannot keep highlighting this enough. I mean, the, the $1.9 million thing is huge. That, like that's all you have to get rid of to clear up a roster spot. That's big. That's big time. Kevin McConnell continues to play elite defense. And he, he even, you know, the 15 standard contracts roster crunch is real. The two-way stuff is real. You can make the argument for the last two two-way spots. Cause one's already gone to Kathy Johnson. So for the last two two-way spots, you can make the argument for Caleb McConnell. You can make the argument for Jared Butler. You can make the argument for KJ Williams, as we talked about yesterday. You can make the argument for a lot of different guys. But Caleb McConnell has like an elite NBA skill, and that's his defense and, and his ability to disrupt offenses. And so as a spot minute player and, and taking a flyer on a two-way guy, I, I think that you know whenever you have a built-in, caked-in elite skill, I'd, I'd rather take a flyer on that type of player. And so... I think that McConnell should should get a shot somewhere in a two-way deal. Hopefully it's an OKC, uh, but goodness gracious, if he somehow winds up with the blue, just either via two-way or via G League rights, he is going to make magic happen with Cam Woods and the, the OKC blue. Now let's talk Jared Butler. There was some nasty Jared Butler discourse on Twitter. What's funny is, like, before the play that got all the heat, he was flashing more playmaking ability. He set Chet Holmgren up on a beautiful behind-the-back pass, top of the key, Chet three, and Chet missed. Whereas, like, if that goes in, then fans are like, oh, look at Jared Butler setting up Chet Holmgren. He penetrates on the pick and roll, forces the defender to commit to him, and then dumps it off to Chet. Easy bucket. You got that floater over Jerry's Walker, the N one stuff with, with Walker, and you know, he, he quote-unquote missed Chet Holmgren on a play in which he got an N one same principle applies to Usman Jang, who had a step back three at the end of the contest with Chet Holmgren having a 6-3 Isaiah Wong on him 
at the rim, already under the basket in perfect position to receive and dunk. But Usman Jang took a step back and, well, crickets on that one because we're playing the results instead of the process uh, for Usman Jang of like that shot went in. So did Jared Butler's shot, by the way. But, uh, you know, people just like to uh, Twitter kind of just sometimes like you just get latched on to one joke. And so since you see one person joke about it on Twitter, then you have to try to make the same joke to try to get more engagement and more engagement. The, the, the Jared Butler stuff was crazy to give your time to like invest in like criticizing a G league player was crazy. Uh, but I really liked what he showed in terms of like his playmaking chops, because that was something that he needed to work on. And uh, you know, I think that he did improve on that. He finishes like seven assists, three of them at least were to chat. If not more, uh, we just went through three accounts of, of assists and another potential assist to chat uh, of a seven. So I thought he played well overall. I think he, I think he is a, a two-way caliber guy as well, as we as we saw last year with the Thunder liking him and bringing him in midway through the season last year. So that's the clear of the air on Jared Butler. Jay will four points, four rebounds, and assist to steal. Good stuff from him. The Thunder just made Indiana work and just clogged up and messed up their offense. The Thunder ran some pretty perfectly executed offense. OKC once got up by 17. The Pacers scored the first bucket and then never led again. OKC lost the battle of the rebounds by four. OKC had more turnovers, but only by one, and they only had 12 turnovers. One of their better turnover games of the summer league. The Thunder won points in the paint, 58-34. Indiana won second chance points, uh, 24-10. Interesting that Indiana won fast break points by five. It kind of, I test kind of felt like uh, OKC was running the ball a lot better in transition. The Thunder shot 52-25-66. Here's the kicker. Indiana shot 38% from the floor, 31% from three, and 47% at the line. So even the freebies were not going down for Indiana. I'm going to give the MVP of the game to Usman Jang uh, just because you know he, he's shown so much growth and development, and I think he deserves it. Now, coming up next, we're going to have a mailbag episode with all of your questions and all of your opinions, as well as a recap of what the in-season tournament will look like for OKC. And then... We're going to recap the Wizards game, the final quote-unquote regular season game of Summer League. So make sure that you stay with us and subscribe to Locked on Thunder anywhere you get your podcasts from. And until then, be good and be good to one another. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.